Hello, good evening. Welcome to the Alt Gaming Community Podcast number 14. We are still going. No one stopped us yet. This is for Thursday, the 11th of the July. It's been about three weeks. It's been ages. I'm sorry we've been away so long. And this is going to be our Tenacon special. Everything Warframe related that's been released recently. And I'm joined by some special guests tonight, all from the alt gaming community. These are all our Warframing experts. Maybe a couple are missing, but most of them are here. So we should be able to get all the juicy info out of them. Uh, as Someone you know has been on all the way other podcasts. Hat from the NT Clan. Good evening, Hat. Hello. And then all the new guys. We got uh, Buttery9, Dastly J, and Rev. Hello. Hello. Hi, guys. Thanks for coming on. Hey, Naybosh. Naybosh. Um, are you excited about the Warframe news? I can't wait. It's yeah, no, pretty, I'm pretty positive. Yeah, I'm pretty excited oh. about it. Excellent. Okay, so I want to get into a little bit of Altland related bits and pieces because I've been these last three weeks. I haven't just been doing nothing, catching up on old box sets of ER episodes or something like that. I have been to two different lands, and one of them was to do with how all the lands in the UK set their networks up, set set their systems up, and how how efficiently and how well we can provide good quality networks and fast broadband and fast gaming experiences, which is quite interesting. The guys from Insomnia were there and the guys from um, Epic LAN and Stratlan, all these others. There's about, I think there's a representation of 15 different lands from around the UK and that all the different people from those lands shared knowledge and information, and we could ask each other, how did you do that? And, oh, that's a good idea, and whatever. Some people even brought their tech with them. They brought their stacks with all their network switches in them and, and PF sense routers and all this sort of stuff, and it was very Pretty cool, like interland research. Yeah, it was. It was a, it was a sharing of land knowledge. Mm. And obviously, was... our land was the best. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> well, all the lands are very can't different. Say that. Can't say that. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> what I did do is I met the guys um, who were part of Insomnia, but they do their own land three times a year called Stratland, which is in Stratford upon Avon. And um, they they said, "Oh, come down and see us at our land, and we'll show you how we've done our network, and you can come behind the scenes and see the nitty gritty of it all." So I did that last weekend with Viking. Uh, aka Matthew. So we went mm. along and had a look at their setup for about 250 people at their event and how they do it and how they manage the data. They've got four BT lines coming into their building and they share them out and they give some to dedicated gaming traffic and they give some to people that are just wanting to watch YouTube and Netflix and they, they, they cut cool. it all up really cleverly using firewalls and rules and stuff and it was really interesting to see. Because you haven't got enough to give everybody everything, obviously. Yeah, you've got to be quite logistical about it, I suppose. Yeah, 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 yeah. So after that, and after the other land, I've been putting together the structure and building the new bits and pieces based on some of those things I've learned that could improve our experience. Because we've got even more limited speed. Yeah. But we don't have as many people, so... At yeah. the moment, I've just been leaving it as a big open door. Everybody comes in, plugs in, and if one person sucks all the all the internet because they're streaming 4k <laughs> then that's that's just happens and we don't actually have a problem because yeah. no one's a dick which is great um yeah. but as we get bigger it might be a problem so i've been building some new racks and i bought some new hardware and i've got these like polycarbonate 
um, 7U things on wheels with doors and stuff that we can wheel in and out the cars to contain all the new tech in them and everything. Damn, son. Which yeah. is always good to be future-proof. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So, um, oh, one of those getting advanced. Yeah, man, a little bit. It's just it's fun to do it properly. And one yeah. of the things I've been building, I haven't finished it yet, it's called a land cache. Have you guys heard of that before? I've never heard of that. <laughs> Some people call it Steam Cache as well. Is it like a repository? Yeah, basically. So you build this computer, yeah. and it's it's built on Linux, and it sits in the background, and the traffic passes through it. And if it holds uh, the downloads and your requests pass through it. So if you was to download a patch for Overwatch through the Blizzard um, interface, uh, blizzard.net at our LAN if that patch came out only one person would actually use the internet to download it the next person would get it from the cache and not use Ooh. the internet oh. that's ah, pretty okay. cool. That's good. Well, that's cool and it can be delivered at the speed of the LAN rather than the speed of the internet now our LAN is a thousand well it will be a thousand meg per desk that okay. certainly helps because I mean if everybody wanted to play a game together nobody has to wait for anybody else because it's all already done yeah. that's right like, so I speedy. went I went to see this in practice, how it works and stuff at that Stratlan event. And they was they they had like um, some crazy numbers. It was really interesting. So just with Steam alone, they they would have had to have downloaded four and a half terabytes of content, but they didn't. They only they only had to download. I think it was like a hundred and sixty gigabytes. And that's all. That's all shared and synced. And then well. it was the cache delivered all those extra terabytes internally so it allowed the, the network to survive because otherwise that four and a half would have been coming down their four lines you'd have been waiting days <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that well obviously it's yeah it's not one person but yeah exactly you just probably wouldn't have done it and it just wouldn't have coped so um yeah really interesting so i started building that and these guys that run the land of lands where all the other guys go they've got this big bucket of data that they've been saving over all the different events which is um, we can prime our cache with, so we can load it full of all that stuff. Mm. So, oh, like, okay. there might be a game that you want to download, and if it happens to be on the cache, zing. It's yeah. like, away. essentially, it's kind of like just having a huge USB key that has, like, everything already loaded on it that you just share to every computer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And mm. it's, so it's, we're going to have, like, four terabytes of, of ready-to-go-ness, hopefully, including anything that happens during the LAN itself. Yeah, so, the only downside at the moment is there are a couple of people that don't play well with the cache. They don't allow their content to be ready to be delivered. Mm. So that's yeah. origin at the moment. Yes, yeah, legal um, technicality. I could imagine. Of course, the reason why they don't do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> I don't see us making money from this. <laughs> HTTPS, which doesn't allow the cache to own the packets in the right way for them to then be seen by your computer as a download. Oh. So they're just... Cause the cache has to kind of like hold onto them in their raw state, not unpack them, so that then you get them in in the same way. Um, and Origin isn't allowing that to happen at the moment. But I'm not the expert on this; I've only been learning about it. But there are some people that have changed because people from that group of land land guys, UK lands, they're called, have made requests to them saying, "Hey, we represent all the lands in the UK, and we do this thing with caches. Insomnia does it, etc., etc." And um, you've stopped us from like being able to use your game, and that was last people to do that was Epic, and they actually said, "Oh, you know what? Funny you've said that. 
uh, we've had our own problem with that. Like big events, we're going to take uh, one of our games to demo it, a hundred demos of it at an event, and then as a patch, and then we're on some stupid one meg broadband in this, you know, big <laughs> hall, and right. we can't update our own game. So they they Epic changed their. It's pretty cool that they've already like seen the issue and looked into it themselves as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, there's quite a reasonable lineup of stuff. So it's pretty cool. So that's what I've been doing. I've been busy, not doing podcasts, but other things. I tried to play some Civ as well, but I haven't really gone into that yet. That's a bit boring. Getting that already on the pattern on your system. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, some some people do run these caches at home, and obviously anything you're doing keeps it up to date, which is good. But I think the best time is the maybe the first the first day of the LAN because hmm. everyone's yeah. deciding what they're going to play, and then after that, it's a lot better. But it yeah, it's been get, fun get learning about it and stuff, and building it and things. So it's quite brain food wise. It's quite you know intense. But um, some of these guys are definitely over engineering their lands just because they can. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fine. But yeah, so the next event in October at the new venue with real beds, um, oh, El Heath Outdoor Center near Stourbridge, uh, that, that'll have hopefully all this new sexy tech, and we'll, mm-hmm. see, we'll see how it goes. So it new tech, beds, showers. Yep, yep. <laughs> It's like it's, it's a, almost it is, like we're living in the first world. You could say it's probably the best land in the UK. <laughs> Definitely, oh, I would agree with this. <laughs> we're not biased at all. No, we haven't actually done one at that venue yet, so they might not let us come back. <laughs> we'll have to see how it goes, but yeah, looking forward to that and lots of preparations afoot. Um, so there's been a fuck ton of. Warframing shit going on. What's this? This is some sort of Tenocon. like Tenocon. Tenocon. What is like? How does that work? Is there tickets? Do you go to it, or is it only online, or what? No, you can't go to it. It's uh, it's like BlizzCon, okay, sort of thing. But instead of Blizzard's products, it's glorious Warframe. <laughs> and just how many how works. many Tenocons have there been? That is a very good uh, question. Let me go check. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got, listeners, I have stumped all the Warframe guys in the room. <laughs> While he checks that out, um, basically an in-depth look at it would be to say that Tenacon becoming one of the most popular games on Steam, especially for a free-to-play game. You mean Warframe? Yeah. Sorry, yeah, Warframe <laughs> becoming such a popular... Sorry, <laughs> getting off track here. Um, yeah, Warframe becoming one of the most popular games on Steam. Tenacon has developed around that. And uh, yeah, it's basically just celebrating everything special and great about Warframe. Excellent. That's yeah, cool. There's, I mean, the game's been out a long time. Yeah. Yeah. There's been four Tenocons. How many, sorry? Four Tenocons, first one in 2016. Yeah, game has been going since. Now, watch us mess up the date here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. I didn't want to say. 2012. I'd have said 12 as well. I think we can yeah. safely say every year that the Tenocon goes on, the hype is getting even better. Yeah. And yeah. they deliver each and every time. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, you, you go and go, ah, oh, great games, great. How they're going to one up themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I felt last time when they showed Fortuna and the first rail jacket. I mean, getting getting yeah. straight into it here, like that is one of the great things about Warframe. You, you you never know what to expect next because they're always developing a new interesting way to surprise the player. That's good. That's really yeah. good. You hear it a lot. You people say, Oh, you know what? I'm gonna stop playing Destiny, I'm gonna play Warframe, or I'm gonna yeah. stop playing 
uh, insert a game here, and I'm going to go and play Warframe. Yeah. And it seems to be stealing a lot of looter shooter, <laughs> uh, first person MMO esque mm. type games. It's it's pulling a lot of different areas, isn't it? Because it's not just one type of game. It kind of ticks a few boxes. Yeah, well, exactly. Say like playing like well when the first division came out and say we went on Destiny two and things like that. Every time I have been, I've been playing through going, ah, it's all right. But then I compare it to Warframe and go, like, what are they doing? Yeah. They're just doing it better. Of course, they've had longer to actually develop the game. When Warframe first came out, it was there wasn't much to do, let's just it say. Was a, it was a rough mess, let's yeah, say. Yeah, the game nearly died. They struggled to keep the servers up, but they've stuck to it. Stuck the guns and... It, bit of a, it's a bit of a testament to good developers there, really. Oh, yeah. How, how long they've stuck with it. It's paid off for them now. They they own like a, a really strong, solid IP now. Have they had a big cash injection from a developer or a console company or something? No. Warframe is technically indie. There is no Tech- publisher. In- nice. No- uh, technically. Uh, yeah. DE is, as far uh, as I know, it's entirely self-funded. Yeah. DE nearly went bankrupt and had, almost had to close the company making the game. But that was the game they wanted to make. It's a good story. Yeah, they actually sell out. Most people do these days. Oh, as soon as well, money gets revolved around it, they, they, they can't stay a part of it. They have to sink or go to somewhere else. But I true. give credit where Warframe is due. They stuck to it. And that's here we are, 2019, looking quite a few strong. years down the line, and it's getting stronger every day. Probably that goes one past. of the most popular games on oh, Steam, yeah. if not the most was, popular uh, no, free to play, at least. I At one it's... point, it was the only game played on PS4. When PS4 was first released back in oh, 2013, around that time, it had no. No really good games that came with it. Killzone was a disaster. And a few other games that came with it were not as to par, but Warframe was then. It was just that one thing. I remember playing Warframe from day one off console release. Mm-hmm. Played it for about a year, and it was absolutely amazing. But content was a bit dry until, well, the last couple of months since I came back into the scene and surprised by amazing how good the anima- animations are of the characters, the cutscenes. Oh, my God. It's like watching a real-life movie. That's how good yeah. they are now. Some of the amazing. Oh, yeah. like it's better than actual edge. blockbuster movies. Like you get yeah. movies in real life, and oh, that's really good. But you watch Warframe, like, I wish this was a movie. Yeah. E.g., the brand new trailer that just came out for the Warframes. I like interview. to think of it as like a bunch of people that have come together, found something they all equally can invest in and enjoy making, and they put like every bit of effort they can into making the game. And that's something that's really good to see in like the gaming industry. Because it's not many, games, now. not many games these days like stick to their original sort of points, you know? I know. It's, it's lost. Call of Duty's <laughs> lost their ways with relating to supply drops. And Warframe have just kept <coughs> to their word. And they've given you an option. You can pay for everything you want. Or you can play for everything Look, you want. Looking at the there's, uh, there's top no... games... Looking at the top games from Steam this uh, just this last month, there hasn't been any major content drops in the last month. Is there for Warframe? Mm. There's been a rework uh, or two, but there's usually oh. reworks happening. Yeah, like the latest thing has been the Wukong yeah. rework. I mean, yeah. looking looking at some of the top games on Steam, it's like seventh on the chart for Steam. So seventh place on top play, games played by players. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, it's got a consistent play get play base. Yeah, of course, the uh, high front on Conwall attract people oh, to play. So Hat put together a juicy list of some of the highlights from Tenacon, and um, it's got nine, maybe ten points. Ten being something we're not sure we want to get into. Heavy spoilers, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but I'll run through the list, and then you know you guys can give me your feedback on stuff. So, 
the first one, which is quite tertiary, but it was still fun. I've seen it. Is the new cinematic trailer? Thumbs up from me. It was very good. I thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, no. I thought oh. it captured the essence of Warframe pretty well. Yeah. Like just how they all work. Interestingly, it gave us like the sort of feeling I got when I was, you know, like younger, getting into like classic WoW and seeing their sort of cinematics they had for all the different stuff there. Yeah, it had that yeah. sort of Blizzard they've, magic, didn't it? Yeah, they've definitely yeah. captured the whole of like as Hat just said, WoW's cinematics. They've they've captured that and they've made it to their standard and how they like to look, and it, it's just amazing. The trailer blew me away from when I watched that trailer. Looking like, back on it from like when I first played the game, it's it's quite nice to see. It's like hearkening back to like when you first have the choice between which Warframe you're gonna pick, and then there's just such like a journey to go from there. It's it's nice to see that. It's really nice. So there were are there three frames sort of in the in the trailer from in that you know the yes. three kind of so what were those three frames? You have Excalibur, which is the poster boy of Warframe. You'll see him in pretty much everything they do. Uh, he's the guy summoned the sword, did the big ground slam, and killed all killed everything around. Okay, him. he's pretty cool. Yep, yeah. You've got Mag. She started off in the archwing, flying around, got shot down. Okay. Pull things, magnetic powers, so like lifting enemies up, pulling them. One of the things she does in the trailer where she catches all the bullets, that she can't actually do that, but apparently they're thinking about changing one of her abilities. Well, she sort of can. She can put the bubble around an yeah. enemy, and all the bullets you shoot like get magnetized to that specific yeah. person. But the sort of thing where she caught the bullets that she was getting shot at with, and then like cast them back. In a Magneto-style X-Men. Yeah, apparently yeah. they're thinking, like, tweaking her a bit to give her that ability as well. I think since they nerfed her original pull ability, I think that would be a good, nice idea to give to her to make her more valuable thing. Because I could imagine using her on like a massive, infestive survival type style, and you know you you can have friends maybe shoot you. That that'd be pretty cool if they could shoot at you and you could catch their bullets and then shoot out at the infested. Or that could be some nice synergy between frames. It could it could heavily you know heavily bring more frames together like you know like the old combos you used to have like Novas and Banshees mixed mm-hmm. together along with other characters I think it'd be a nice to see Mag back in the frame like because yeah. her her little niche did get nerfed a couple of years ago when Mesa got released because she used to be able, had an augment she could get where she could pull all the loot towards her and they changed it so it didn't affect like it used to affect party loot so say if there's health and energy and all that she could pull it and everyone around her everyone's loot would just come to her so you could like just sit in a defensive position and kill everything and constantly have this loot just coming to coming to you. But the change it so it only affects her and that kind of just got rid of the little niche that she had. So you, it's very rare to see a mag these days, like in the higher levels. Viking is such a loot goblin, he would love that feature. Oh, he would. <laughs> <laughs> um, who was the third person in the trailer? It was Loki. That was Loki. Oh, that was Loki. Used to be the third starter frame, but because oh, he was course. a stealth, because he was a stealth frame, not a combat frame, yeah. they got rid of him and replaced him with Vault, who's more damagey. Mm-hmm. Um, the speedy boy. Yeah, he's pretty much the Flash, as you could see, where he's like oh, running, out, outrunning bullets and things like that. Do you think those were a good three that they've chosen to highlight, or would you well, like to have seen a different person in that mix, a different frame? Well, the big reason they put those three is because those are the first three you get to choose from when you start the game now. Yeah, yeah but is, should it be like that? Should they? Should it be uh, those three? I think yeah, they like think... to keep it original. I mean, like the, even in the lore of the game itself, it says um, there's like a certain passage that says uh, it tells you a little bit about like the uh, the warframes and stuff. And then it, at the end, there's a little uh, sort of like 
end note that says Excalibur was the first. Yeah. So it, they like to hearken on the fact that some of them are, you know, original. Like the original was the first ones mm-hmm. that you know were made. I can, so I they, can see the they like to keep that pretty important. Them. Wouldn't it be nice to start with a lovely rhino? Everyone loves a big <laughs> old rhino. The <laughs> Bloody would never learn how to frame that no one really knows how to play. There are other frames in Warframe? (laughs) (laughs) I think from a playstyle standpoint, it's a pretty good thing to have all three because uh, Excalibur is kind of like the well-rounded, has the, like, plasma sword and all that stuff. Mag is more of like a spell. You could class her as a spellcaster because she's very reliant just on her abilities from range. Yeah, exactly. And Volt has the ability to just go fast and attack with melee really fast. He's like like the monk. So you have kind of like like the strength dex int characters in a sense. Everyone knows what that means. It's a a gaming tradition, isn't it? That makes sense. Exactly, yeah. They have done well. The three characters that they use now are the three characters I would probably have done something similar to while they've played. You know, you've got your support got your main damage and then you've got an additional backup so they all work in ways and it's as you go as you fairly play on you start unlocking new frames relatively fairly on anyway so it's one get... of those interesting things about warframe as well is that each frame has its own sort of way to play like i, I can play like rhino for instance but i don't have to play him just as a tank as he's intended to be played most mm-hmm. of the time he's got damage buff abilities you know he can uh pretty versatile when it comes to like modding him up to change him into different roles and stuff i think that's really good about the game you can like switch and change to fit different sort of play styles oh yeah I think we're on 40 40 different frames now yeah and each one brings um, something new to the mix oh yeah every character when you put them together they make different combos all the time even if you only change one of the if you have three standard combo with the three same characters and you just change one that combo completely changes it's never yeah. the same just because you've changed one character that, that's how good the game is like as as we've just stated then rhino can be a tank or he can be a support with giving extra buffs to everyone or he can be a crowd control with his stomp so you know the way you mod a character really shows how you, how you play a how character you play the game one person may i want to go straight yeah one person may go i want to go straight out damage and give everyone super duper damage i'm going to use this and that's it and they go all into strength builds on him but then someone might go well, I, I just want to keep everyone away from my team so they use the stomp ability. And this is how Warframe has kept its audience. Because there's a frame for everyone. There's a lot there's not, of variety. You will, you will find a frame. You just look at the internet or you f- talk to a friend and you will find a frame that says, I want to play this frame. And you'll stick to that frame until you've, you've played them that much. And that's what I like about this game. It gives you something that you work towards. Once you've achieved it, you're highly rewarded. Mm. If it means you get the lore about it or you get to see some cool-ass trailers... Or even it comes with some cool abilities that every time you do the ability, it's like, wow, I feel so powerful. So As I'm going to go around the room and ask you who your favorite frames are. If you had to have one frame, Desert Island frame, what's it going to be? <laughs> Pat, you start. Oh, why me? I put the most frames to choose from. <laughs> oh, God. Um... <laughs> I'm a, go, go to the others because I'm going to actually think about this. All right, right, right. Let, let, let me pick mine. Let me pick mine. Okay, go on. Right. Go on. As soon as I pick mine, nobody else can pick it. Rhino. <laughs> <laughs> Rhino, fair dude. That was easy. It sounded like you. Everyone else knew you were going to say that He's as well. Just yep. so yeah. Tanky and like you, you can get him to do so many different things. You can make him quite fast. Yeah, he's he's quite all rounded, but he is generally a tank frame. But he's got a lot of like versatility. Like I said before, he can like damage buff people. He's got a lot of crowd control. He can uh, he, he can like um, 
survive like so much damage and his abilities all work together to allow him to sort of like survive in like okay. pretty hostile environments. But he's got a boner, that's fine. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> all right, Jay, what were you saying? Oh, Desert me. Island frame. Ah, uh, well, I came from console originally, so I had a lot of the frames, e.g., in the same set uh, seat as what hats in, but coming to PC and playing it now. I'd have to put my money on the new, one of the newer frames, which would be Wisp. She's amazing. Like she's just she she's straight good. out of. I, I can't. I don't know how to explain to her. Like her abilities for a sample. She, her first ability has three sub abilities inside that, so she can buff, she can speed, and she can damage deal. So straight out the bat, though, you've got some sort of support from her first ability, which is amazing. She has a second ability where she can basically send a ghost of herself out and follow it. And it, it, that's just awesome. She has a teleport back to her rings. So when she uses her first ability, you can teleport back to them and assist anyone who's on that fire. And then her fourth ability, which is, I, I, I call it the Emperor, or whatever you want to call it, or Iron Man Supercharge. It is a death beam that comes out of her fingers and hands and whatever you want to call them. <laughs> and it's just amazing. And if you right-click uh, right down, it becomes even stronger with the drain of her thing. And it, it's just amazing for a low... For a low mastery rank and who is struggling to do the higher tier stuff on his own, she is my go-to frame to power through this to get to the next step, which is okay. what I've used her. Since I've got her, she's been the only character I've used since recently getting hold of her. From the okay. lovely help of Hat. He's got the t-shirt for Wisp. Rev, what are we saying? As much as he was an absolute pain to farm twice on two different accounts, I will have to go with Harrow. He is Harrow. just... A pure support frame, just giving back energy to teammates, healing them, giving crit bonuses when hitting headshots specifically, or just making them vulnerable. All he does is just pure support while being offensively so. I just, I really enjoy the character type of an You're offensive such a support. Giver, Rev. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to be the one landing headshots for it to work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you've run out of time. I have, I have. I mean, Jay, Jay claiming Wisp has helped me a lot because I okay. also love Wisp. <laughs> I think if I went off the time I've played frames, it would have to be my, my Excalibur. But we've mm. already discussed Excalibur, so I'm going to go for Mesa, the gunslinger. Okay. Mesa. Her thing is... I can't... <laughs> I'm going to struggle to remember her abilities other than her four because her four is you press four. <laughs> And everything on the map dies. Mesa, <laughs> aka Revolver Ocelot. Yeah, she has the highest damage. You just get two guns out and just whatever you look at, she shoots everything. Nice. Okay. I'm jumping around the list here, but we've got new frames that have been announced. Yes. Well, I don't know when they're, if they're released or not, but um, nope. it's point number nine on our list, but I'm going to bring it up and ask you to tell me all about Gores and Grendel. <sighs> Jay's going, oh no, I haven't prepared for this. That's the number nine. Does anybody know anything I, about gores? I've seen the uh, so, I've seen the pictures on Reddit about them and they do they look a bit like an old like a like a skinnier version of Rhino, so to speak. A little bit like a tanky character one might be, which I think is Gore. Um, uh, he looks a bit bit bigger. So I think he might I think Grendel. Is yeah, it Grendel, is it? Oh, Grendel right. looks a bit chunky so, with two yeah, horns so coming I around think the front. That might be a alternate to Rhino, maybe have some sort of oh. similar shielded armor buff, maybe. Well, Obviously, it's quite speculation. Of right now. Meant to be like a monstrous troll or something, isn't he? So when they first, like, I'll, uh, I'll put they first, 
Sorry, yeah, I, I, like I think Rev now, actually knows one that's just guessing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right, sorry. <laughs> so they, they showed Grendel in one of the actual live streams they do. The, and Grendel, they named him the Kirby frame, as in his belly actually is meant to, like, his belly opens up and eats people, and that's about all they, all they said. So it might be just, like, you gain buffs based on what enemy type you eat. Mm. And Goss is all about going extremely fast, like, even yeah. faster than Volt. So oh. he's just the speed, the, the speedster frame, and Grendel is the fat one who will actually That's be it. the first frame. Um, Grendel, in like no, I think it's like Norse mythology or something like that. He's like the like a troll that's like forever hungry. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, that makes sense. There you go. Isn't, like, yeah, like, isn't he in uh, Beowulf? Legend? He's in Beowulf. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Okay. Either of those frames of any interest? I'm looking forward to Goss. I'm looking forward to Goss. Sorry. It's all right. The button is nine. What are you saying? I was saying Grendel. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. I want to. I want to digest people. Do you, do you like to speed run hat? I'm gonna make him look like the Flash because this whole thing seems to be like just more speed than Vault. Vault has like one speed buff, and the rest of them is like electricity and cast. And Goss seems to be straight up just the Flash. Just keep out running and out speed. And a little thing that I noticed, if I lo- if I noticed it correctly. In the um, t- at Tenocon, when the cut from the space stuff, which we'll get onto later, back to yeah. the planes, when they ran away, the two of them went off on their K drives, they're like hoverboards, and Ghost was just, keeping up with them just by running. Yeah, Ghost just ran across <laughs> the like, surface of the lake. <laughs> so nice. seems, yeah, so some interesting things there. That's cool. Okay, so new frames. Are you expecting more frames than just two? No, the tend to release like here's the next two new frames, and then okay. we we'll get those, and then we we'll get the next two. Yeah, no, like uh, last time when they announced Fortuna, they only showcased Garuda and none other, only the one. Yeah, and then Brook came later. Yeah. Okay, so, that's fine. It's more than usual, so I'm happy. So I have jumped around. I'm going to go back to the list now. So number two on our list is the. Empyrean gameplay. Empyrean. Am I saying that right? Empyrean. Yeah, Empyrean. Empyrean. Unless I've messed up typing. Well, I have no idea. <laughs> Empyrean. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's all to do with this sort of like ship and it's like yep. traveling around the universe and multi-crew ships. Yes, it is. It's what we saw last Tenocon called Railjack, where the ships are still called Railjack, but the expansion's called Empyrean. Which I have, I have put a few screenshots for those who haven't seen. Yeah, some of I've, I've watched the YouTube video yeah. and I've seen screenshots. People like decorating right. ships and stuff. Decorating, cool. yes, of course. Yeah, you can like name your ship, put your logos on, change all the colors, usual fashion frame sort of thing. Yeah. And then one so thing I think is just going to be a giant flying Alad V, right? Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I think you're going to love, Dave, is you can change your crew around so you can like hire different crew that have different skills and like manage them that way nice yeah and that's cool the, the show would go into one of the sectors where so they went in and they were shooting some asteroids and one of the people one of the people shown it was in like a processing unit for all Just the resources kidding. nice yeah. okay so they've almost brought mining into warframe yeah yeah it's like <laughs> it's very much like ftl for some reason yeah. that's uh, good it's, a, it's quite an interesting mechanic from where they were, t- you know, mm. in that direction, because that's a very, it's a kind of more peaceful kind of gaming element, isn't it? I think it was, it, the trailer was a lot more, well, what they showed was a lot more peaceful than uh, 
the attack on Neff's ship, which they showed last year, which yeah, was I remember of, that. Yeah, um, I do like the the seeing more of the pretty much like the drop team essentially going in. We had a few of the players jump in, go into the archwing, fly to the tower that was on the map, and like run through that with the person on the railjack just giving support with the buffs. It's nice to see that like they're both playing like simultaneously mm-hmm. from each other. Yeah, and it's sort of working towards a common objective, I suppose. It's nice. nice which did that. seem, to, which did seem to be a thing. This Tenocon was showing a lot of stuff, which was like you do one thing and another person somewhere else can be helping you. Yeah, yeah, and uh, squad link. It's definitely something I want to see a bit more of in uh, Warframe because oh, yeah. Yeah. a lot of the time in Warframe, a lot of diversity. That's yeah, a lot of time in Warframe, like unless you're playing on like a particularly like difficult map for your Warframes or levels or your loadout and stuff, most of the time it's just run around killing stuff or you know you, you all know what you're doing and it's it's kind yeah. of like standard straightforward. There isn't really much need for communication, but it'll be nice to see that in like a bit more communication a bit more team play and stuff and people sort of like um, working together to sort of achieve objectives that'd be nice to see that in some some of the new gameplay that bring it did they make it clear what you're going to use your railjack for other than it seems to be there's another star map okay like on you go on the railjack and there is like another sort of and is there actual travel time, or is it just? Uh, it was. I think. Well, it shows in the trail in the gameplay that linked when they jumped. It was like trying to, try to think what game freelancer comes to mind, but I'm not sure how many people have actually played that from like early two thousands. <laughs> it's, like it's like a tunnel that you're going through. Yeah, warp and, drive, <laughs> pretty much. Did oh yeah. You when you see like uh, when you see uh, them going light like traveling through light speed in Star Wars and they've got like the blue tunnel. No. Um they're there and there was like pockets of void energy, which is just sort of Warframe's magic just misty stuff, essentially. For those it's, who don't know. It's and, bad. Uh, it can be bad juju. Yeah, pretty much they were like flying avoiding those. It seemed oh, okay. to be as you were traveling, there was like a rail, you were kind of on rails slightly. You just had to dodge those and then you came out onto the mission area. Okay. So there's a mi- little bit of gamification yeah. of the journey, but not too much, right? Is there any sense of like multiple railjacks teaming up or being against each other? Like not not that we saw, but we did see that when you come out of like when you when you go to the airlock you can jump out of the rail jack and get on your arch wing which is like your little fighter th- like pretty much like jet engine, jet pack. Yeah, yeah sort of thing and fly around and then you can use that to board enemy ships which are about the same size as their rail jack so the show two of the players going to there and they killed the, the enemies there and then jumped in and it had like different hood and Similar sort of thing with weapon, like the weapons and that, but flying around, and then you can just like if when you're done with it, they just ran up and just blew the shit out of the uh, power core and then jumped off. Pardon it, me. It, it makes me wonder if they'll add a railjack PvP type of deal hmm. where you can just jump to any to like other players' ships and invade them in a way. Yeah, I can see a bit of that coming. It seems like it could be on the cards. It, it would could be, very... be, but they'd have to be very careful how they go about it because all yeah. you need is. For an example, a team of hats versus, say, a team of me, and we're yeah. not gonna we're not gonna stand a chance, no matter how hard we, how good our ship may be. Isn't every game team. like that though? Oh, yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I could. 
They, I don't mean how really good versus though. you, which is probably true. <laughs> but I, I mean, like, people that have played something a lot versus people that haven't, yeah. you know, you're always yeah. going to... If you drop into World of Tanks and spend £100 and buy the best tank, and then you're going to get wrecked That's all true. the time. Yeah, they definitely would have to balance it. But then saying that, though, it could go off size of dojo and how long your dojo's been active. That could be a factor that comes into it. Because that's yeah. what that's where you get a lot of good gear later on, is that from is the true. dojo. So I don't know if anyone saw, in the actual ship, it damages, it gets damaged over time. And you can put the fires and stuff like yeah. that and repair the ship along the way. I think that's a really cool feature. Your yeah, ship gets right. damaged to the point of almost breaking from an enemy grenade ship shooting you or whatnot. And you jump out of whatever you're doing and go for repair your ship with a well, whatever you need to use, a spray can of whatever it looks like. It's a bit hard to make out in the picture, but... Like Buttery was saying there, it's another that. reason to communicate as well. Like If you've got oh, yeah. more than one person... You notice your ship's on fire and it's getting pretty out. badly bammed. Put yeah. the fire out, yeah. Maybe you send two guys to go down, do it. Maybe you're shooting down some enemy ships and shit, and then like your ship takes damage. You obviously know the pilot has to pilot the ship, so you, you <laughs> jump off your gun and go do some repair work while someone else fights off borders and stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Working yeah. together. Yeah. They've made it. They've made it a bit more teamy, which is nice because not a lot of games do that anymore. No, they don't. No, that's good. they did solve a good problem of how to get back to your ship, where you do have like a quick teleport, mm. sort of back to your ship. So, say if you're out, you know, on the station, or you and some the rest of the squad has went and boarded one of the other um, frigates flying round, and suddenly a big boarding party hits the railjack. There is a way to get to like just teleport back straight away. Like support the Hi. captain of the ship. That's good to know. Okay. So, like, get back to base. I'm in trouble. Pretty, yeah. Yeah. Okay. One of the most interesting things I saw in it uh, was obviously this is going back from when the, they did the first like um, review, well, reveal of uh, of Imperium, and that was um, well, Railjack. To be honest, was the fact that you can throughout like the the battle fling yourself out via some sort of like uh warframe launching catapult onto enemy ships and like hijack them yeah and use them to sort of like help out your squad mates on the ship you know maybe you gun down a few uh enemies and stuff on a stolen on a stolen sort of like uh interceptor or you can just launch yourself straight at the enemy like capital ship and board and just start hacking away at the enemy's main systems and stuff like that there's also was uh interesting scene where they um one person on the ship goes into uh, one of the rooms and like there's some turrets and stuff in there and someone on your ship can change those turrets to be on your side to sort of help out while you're uh, trying to secure the ship. There's a lot of interesting... Lots of, sort of, lots like, of new gameplay mechanics yeah. being introduced, yeah. which is yeah, good. A lot right? of new mechanics. Yeah. Now, when they played it, they only had three people. Now, is that what it is? Is it going to be stick to three or is it going to stand off the original I four think players? in the first trailer they had four. Yeah, they uh, had one the very first one. Because they had a pilot, you've got the two side guns, and then there was one person that was like adjusting the systems. Kind of like, say, yeah. Gordon's well. The, the other game we play, most of us play, that has multi cruise ship Star Citizen. So if you have like, you go on a constellation, you'll have like the pilot, you'll have like the co, you'll have people on the guns, and then you might have someone like adjusting the systems on that. It's, it seemed to work like, pretty much like that. Yeah, that's all cool. shields. Yeah, 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 that's it. Star Trek comes to mind when you think about this type of stuff. <laughs> Beam me up, Scotty. He never said it. Um, right. Number three, Kuva Lich. Yes, the Kuva yes. Lich. No. I think I caught that years ago Pat. in my teenagers. Pat explained a little bit about this to me earlier on. And this is something I'm really looking forward to. 
Go on then, tell us why and what it is. Well, Hat can tell you about it, and then I'll tell you why I'm interested in it. Well, the way I'm going to explain it is going to explain why you like it. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I'll explain it. Okay. So, for any fans of um, Shadow of War, the um, Warner Bros. Lord of the Rings title that came out a, uh, know, about a year or two back now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's been it's a sequel Shadow as well. Or either one. Yeah. It has a nemesis system, which basically means as you go around killing orc boys or as they kill you, they are uh, granted sort of personalities and traits and uh, are given different sort of attributes and stuff. So you can, they can come back again and try and hunt you down or you can hunt them down if you fail to kill them the first time. They it normally makes... get tougher as well. Is that the same? Exactly, right. They yes, gain different abilities and stats and they grow, grow stronger over time. And if you don't deal with them as a threat, they become much, much stronger. So this adds a bit of individuality, not just to your character, but to the world around you as well. Maybe like uh, everybody likes the Stalker from Warframe because it's uh, it's a way of gaining like new gear pieces and stuff. And it's an interesting mechanic where something's hunting you down. Well, this would be a bit more interesting because it's an enemy that you've sort of created yourself. So maybe you go in one battle and you fight him with, say, uh, an electric sword or something, and next time he comes back, he's immune to electricity. So you've sort of helped make this guy your own sort of... Uh, but what does he look like to other players? Does he look like... You know, how does he... He seems to have it like his own sort of model. It's like the Kuva Liches mm-hmm. have their own model. and I'm a, yeah. the, We saw... From one of the screenshots, it shows him being a Grenier Tech Lich commander. But I'm yeah. guessing there's sort of subtypes of what yeah, he could be. Pro- I think so he could the, possibly be like a corpus, like crewman that mm, gets I, elevated or something. No, or, I think it's uh, yeah. they're going for just the grenade because the grenade are the ones harvesting Kuva. Yeah. So Fair it enough. seems to, for Dave who doesn't really know, Kuva's like um, this magic liquid that can pretty much restore life. Oh, I thought they were old women that went up for younger men. <laughs> no, <laughs> <they're Kuvas. laughs> Close. But uh, <laughs> it seems like oh, in one of the screenshots where he's like on the floor talking, of course, as you can see, he's got like a little red circle on his chest. That seems to be like a vial of Kuva that's essentially embedded in him. Hmm. And that's what we assume is keeps bringing him back. And as Buddy was saying, yeah, when you go and you kill him. So they'll probably send him after you. And then as you kill him, with if when you kill him with certain abilities, he steals that ability. So... When I mean, the... do, you, do you think you'll get to a point where the idea is to kind of like build him up to the point where he can drop something really good? I don't know how if it works like that, but you know what I mean. Like, does they it... probably will have their own items to drop, same with all the other assassins that have been in the game, where they've got like their own unique, unique. item or a unique set of items. Nice. But uh, as the the showed when they killed him, it came up with info. So, uh, D Rebecca, the community manager, it was her. Kuvalich that came after in the show that she'd encountered him seven times, she'd killed 277 of his followers and they showed what, he, what sort of uh, damage types he was immune to, weak to and what he stole. So she'd killed him with Vault. And, and how many times he'd evolved and how long yes. he's been alive for. So yeah. it does seem as you kill him quite there's a deep. chance for him to evolve. Yeah. That's nice. And in the fight say she killed him with Vault and so he stole the ability shock, which she killed him with. And then when they were fighting him on the ship, 
he had all these electric all this electricity coming off him, hitting everything in the area. So that was the shock ability that he'd stole. It was kind yeah. of coming out of him and just like hitting everything, making this harder. So does that mean like not sure if say you kill him with an Excalibur with a sword, does that mean he's gonna get have some sort of souped up melee weapon? And he might drop like even like a heavy melee sort yeah. of user. With forty war different warframes, each one's got four abilities. That's uh, mm. a lot of different. If you, if you wow. kill him with one frame and then switch to another frame the next time you see him, he could end up pretty. Uh, mm-hmm. end up as a pretty interesting opponent. Yeah. Yeah. Is this not someone you could take down as a group? Or is it oh yeah, the, solo? The, the, no, the form like as a group, pretty much they went they went on the map and railjack, and they say they did a mission on the tower. They showed off some of the stuff we saw last time, and then they went and went, okay, we're going to look for this guy. They went to Earth and they saw a ship. As they're saying that he's grown strong enough that he's actually got his own capital ship. So they went in there and they were fighting him and linking in actually to the next uh, point of squad linking because this also happened during the fight. Uh, as they're fighting, trying to like taking out the frigates, getting close to this capital ship, a big shield comes up from Earth. And they put down a beacon, which is the new squad leaking. leaking? Squad Lincoln item <laughs> and pretty much put a thing of like to disable the shield from Earth and the screen cut to another squad of three of D employees playing on the planes of Eidolon on Earth. Okay. They're doing that and they put down a beacon of like, yeah, we're look we're now looking for player uh, squad Lincoln beacons. Yeah, so the people in so. space can see what they need, if you like. Yeah. And, and, okay. So, say the people in space put it down of like, dis- we need a, si- a shield generator disabled. So, kind of like um, Return of the Jedi with Endor and, you know, the Death Star shield. Yeah, yeah. You had this squad going and trying to take out the shield on the planes of the shield generator on the planes of Eidolon. Meanwhile, you had the Railjack crew flying around trying to survive while this fleet of Grenier ships is like just lacing into them. Now, they did say that. The, that you don't need to use the squad beacon. There is a the, like you can get through the shield and other things that you would use squad beacons for. You can do everything just your squad, or if you're just playing solo, just yourself. I sure. was actually going to ask one of my questions. Yeah. I was going to ask next. Yeah, uh, it is like it'll take more. T- it might be harder, take more time. Mm. But I say if you put it down and they do it, it would be faster. Have another squad disable the shield than you to try and find a weak point in the shield and blow through. And I guess post, both parties are quite well rewarded. Yeah, so it's like... yeah it is. They did seem to be a reward. I wasn't... Sh- like, looking at the thing that offered, I don't think I've recognised that resource before. Wait, so do you think it's like... one of those um, objects that will be determined by the community how much it gets used generally? Because mm-hmm. if no one's, oh, yeah. no one's really doing it, no one will bother doing it, and it kind of yeah. fades away. Yeah. But yeah. it, if it just gets adopted, everyone's doing it, well, yeah, we, just bought, we always stick one down. It just becomes yeah. routine. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the if you look at the Warframe chat, it is the first picture with the two screens next to each other showing the Okay. Yeah. You can see it says the ground team reward for completing it is ten isos. 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 Uh, isos. Yeah. Yeah. Isos. I think that's a new resource. Unless, it is a new resource. Yeah. So I'm not really sure. Yeah, I assume it's probably a resource used to like uh, fuel a railjack or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it'd be something that you'd use for your ship. As in, if you look a few on the other clips, there's a picture of the 
upgrades of what you could have and it looks like there's a lot of stuff you could do for this shit yes, like, it's that, not a that, small amount it's, that upgrade it's part is you know the 100 energy you got at the top you can mm. choose out of that list what you want to use so mm. that's where you don't just slap okay my ship has got all these mods it's stupidly powerful you need to manage your power yeah so you can't just have the stronger shields and the strongest so guns it's, and all the it's picking the right things for the right yes. job yeah yeah Which, which is amazing because it really does make, no matter how well it puts into hall spec, no matter how weak you are as a, a clan, say if you play as a three group or a four group, yeah. your ship still could be better than another group that's someone on YouTube that people would normally go to. Your ship mm. could be better, and in fact, you could be doing more missions than the, to say, the veteran players are doing because yeah. your ship is done the correct way. And I like that. I like I like how it gives a fair balance across the board. It means you have to physically work out what is good, what is not. And I hope this becomes strong. You can make your ship to have 200 energy in the end. And you can have a better amount of adjustments. So you can upgrade pieces or farm for pieces. I think having the ability to do the constant upgrading on your ship is something that I think a lot of people will enjoy. Oh, I yeah. know the customization for a fact is something I'll probably spend ages doing. Just I mean, to that's make it look one cool. of the strongest points of Warframe. Everybody likes it because it it's your own game. You can pick sort of like what, what you have and where, where you use it and stuff like that. So nice. Good. It's a nice little feature that you can customize your ship to tailor your playstyle or your or to suit the mission objective and stuff like that. That's interesting. They didn't really show how the crew affects it because they did mention, as I said before, they mentioned the crew all have stats. Yeah, and all do certain things, and they showed they had like you know the normal people in like the like sort of tenor stuff that you'll see around the relay. It's like the normal people. And then they had some of the Fortuna, like cybernetic guys, on there as well. So we don't know, like, well, whether we can get syndic- the syndicate guys in, or like, say, with Fortuna, the Cetus, just all those different, these little different factions that you've met going through all the quest lines, how, where they're from will affect their stats. Like, say, races might in FTL, if I'm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what is the Orbiter rework? The Orbiter rework? Well, you know the ship where you have your armory and your craft things? It's kind of like yep. your little home base where you're at uh, in between missions. That is getting a big facelift. Because right now it's quite cramped. It's uh, one of the first pictures I posted under the under Gorse and Grendel. Yeah, we posted there. You can see on the left, it's very cramped, very sort of tight in there. And on the right, it's got the big glass ceiling. If you look through that glass ceiling, you can see your rail jack above the orbiter. Okay, yep. Hang on there, because you can like, tell you, because everyone has their own rail jack. So you automatically. Need, you don't have yeah, to buy it well, or anything. No, uh, you need to get it through cl- your dojo so that you can. Okay. Yeah. So you've so, got like your big shipyard in the clan. You go in, sort of, that's where you customize and everything. But it's not a clan railjack, it's your railjack that's on your orbiter. What are you going to say, Rev? The big thing I'm excited about the railjack, honestly, is just the fact that you have access to all the orbiter functions on it. Mm -hmm. And you can just be in a clan lobby, basically. like You're basically with your clan in a clan railjack, but you can still access your gear and all that, which Mm -hmm. you couldn't really, unless if you were in the open world towns before. Yeah. So it's nice just having that access in multiplayer. That sounds like a positive. Oh, yep. right. so it is. It does seem to be a big facelift. To just, it looks just. I say, there's a lot more space 
the right side of the picture is the new one. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's big. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> fine. So, what about the new war then? Is this the an expansion? New the new war is coming at Christmas. That seems to be the next story part. And okay. Try to talk this with. Well, no Me spoilers, guys. Yeah, try try and keep it as spoiler free as possible. Um, we can talk about the sentience, just not like story stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the new war is in sort of the Warframe history. It's the old mm-hmm. war was a big battle between the Oricon, which was like this ancient empire, and the sentients, which are these like alien-looking machines that came back to fuck them up. <laughs> the Oricon did, created them and then sent them out, and then the, the sentients pretty much just changed their mind and came back. And set, um, So that'll happen, but now for the past... When when did Hunhau? Was it three years ago, Rev? Uh, second, when, second dream. Yeah, and... The, that when was, Hun, uh, yeah, that was three years ago. Yeah. Pretty much Hunhau, the leader of uh, the Sentience, woke up about three years ago, like real life years, years ago when we had some story, that sort of thing. And slowly we've been getting more and more stuff about the Sentience. And they're becoming okay. a bigger, bigger, bigger player in the game. So you've got like the Plains of Eidolon where you'll see the Sentience around there. You'll do certain missions on the map and they'll, they'll just be Sentience. But the trailer that I've linked yep. shows pretty much a big sentient mothership and it's firing out big uh like drop pods essentially and yep. so the new war's coming and we're getting a new tile set which is seems to be the big mothership and it seems the sentients are like okay now we're back now we're trying to take over and they're leading an army to actually attack the system so i'm hoping for more sort of all-out war between the, the sort of three factions Okay, so you're looking you're looking for uh, new gameplay from this. What kind of new gameplay would you expect to find? Is there story missions? Is there what? How does it work? There will be a new story mission, I imagine, coming off the um, yeah the last one we had. Uh, outside of gameplay, I know. Well, we're getting more sentient weapons, and but I imagine okay. it's going to be a lot of the. T- we're getting more enemies, as I've put on there. Will you get uh, new types of enemies? Yes, they have already linked. Yes. I think just yeah. below, I've put new sentient and infested No way. Enemies. It's almost like I knew that was there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like you're reading. I know. You can read. <laughs> so what kind of new yes. enemies have they shown? And are any of them looking like frightening? Or are you like, yeah, whatever? Well, the sentients in general tend to be a bit of an irritant. Just yes. Okay. Because sentients they... have this... Sorry. Yeah, so now I'll let you go, right? Sorry. So, Sentience have this mechanic where they adapt to the type of damage you deal. So, if you hit them with, say, like only fire, they'll just start having like 90% reduction to fire damage. So, you just want to start cycling between different weapon types and elemental types in order to actually take, take them down. So, if you're not really prepared for it, they can just be a real big pain to actually mm-hmm. like take care of. Okay. So, could you have gone into a mission with a build that doesn't have other elementals available well that's something that hat was reaching on there for instance if you were to go into a mission say for instance against the say the grenier you take armor piercing sort of weapons with lots of radiation and corrosive and stuff mm-hmm. if there was for instance some sort of new um like invasion thing where, invasion thing where sentience can invade that sort of mission 
you'd be kind of buggered there because you're using <laughs> you've only loaded radiation. Up with one. Yeah, and you've yeah. only got one set of weapons with like this with these two things that they can adapt to, and then you you have no way of damaging. And say so you you'll be like fighting away and like kill, just slaughtering all the grenade. And then Sentians come down, you start damaging them, you'll get them at half health, or they're going down fast, I'm doing like 2,000 damage a tick, suddenly they adapt, and you're doing 200 damage. And, it's go- and they're still doing the same amount of damage to, to you, but... So you, you might want to take a squad member with something different on purpose. That's a, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that's my go-to strategy. It's uh, I hit him for less than 5% health, and then I scream hat and run away, and then he comes on the corner <laughs> and enjoys fighting <laughs> him, and I walk off and find something else to do. As you said, the <laughs> elemental damage type. <laughs> Well, it's fine. With having select mods, the, the obviously these higher tier players, e.g. Hat himself being a high mastery rank, will have an easier time with them. But I think this makes it a lot more interesting for the newer players. For mm-hmm. for me, and especially since I've lost all the mods coming from console to PC, I found out that I'm actually enjoying this a lot more because console, I got given a lot of the mods for being playing with a lot of people. We had a big group of us playing, well over 20 people playing, so we all shared all the mods. So it was easy to get the mods, but with being a smaller player group at the moment the pc side of it's give me really opened up to how i mod my stuff now and very to think about what do i want what's the best so for me at the time as you said i was running full radiation setup on everything for the grenade because it was the only thing i could the use to kill them quickly an element and then diversity we went into yeah. a well yeah and you, you should really need to have a selection of different modded styled weapons or even just a different variety a variety of weapons and i found that the hard way am i oh god i went into one of the maps on pluto not pluto uh the void area and they have sentinels already in there not many of them but they do spawn in especially if you're going through some of the campaign stuff that i was doing at the time and i i really struggled to the point where i actually stopped playing for the like a good hour just to wait till hat came on to bring him in with me because <laughs> i got to the point where i couldn't mod for anything else because i didn't have the mods yet so I had to go back and start. Yeah, he, he did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> Little bit of here. This is what I like, though. It it is really making you rely on actually stop going all all out one setup because yeah. you know it worked originally. Because before then, I was slaughtering all the grenade. It was no problem. It was like you know cutting a piece of a bit of butter off. It was easy. But as soon as these sentience came in, everything changed. I I had went back to my ship. I remodded. I rechanged all my loadouts. I went to a different character to try and slow them down and buff myself. And even then I was struggling as well. So it really will make people think about what they bring. To makes the you change your approach if, and stuff like that. Especially if these are just out of the blue invasions. Like it's the whole new well it will be different. Yeah. yeah. It will be different uh playstyles as well as you said, because at least up to now, you know, you fight the grenade, you fight the corpus, you fight the infested, it's just the throw hundreds and hundreds of soldiers at you. And you just slaughter them down you're like a god. When you face the sentience, it's like, oh, a sentient scout spotted you, and it'll go off, and three of them will appear, and you'll have a, a it'll be a hard fight just to deal with those, like two or three of them. Very different play style, isn't it? Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's yeah. nice. One of no, the enemies that have shown off, um, does seem to be like he's going to be quite hard because he seems to be like a sentient support unit. Where you'll go around and you'll just open up and you'll just become a gate for more sentience to come out. <laughs> so that's that that's probably gonna get quite hard if you know one of them slips yeah. away and next thing you know you're dealing with this big army. <laughs> yeah, they're showing off about five, I think, new units. 
sort of yeah. like long range ones. That's shield quite guns. interesting. It adds a sense of prioritizing your targets and mm. stuff like that. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And that's again coming down to more communication. Yep. Which oh, yeah. is they're really focusing on the team play, which I like a lot. Because if you do let one of them slip by and you don't know where that support one's gone and he's just at a gate sat behind a wall opening up and you're just having pouring them out, you're going to have to find them. So you're going to yeah, be lurking yeah. as a team to, first of all, keep each other alive. Because don't get it wrong, once one guy goes down, it's just a cluster. Like If you're on highway survivals, you're on, like, say, 100 versus 100 enemies, like level 100 enemies, it's hard. But if once one of you goes down and then that guy's trying to revive him, he stopped shooting now. So now you've got two guys not shooting and two other guys shooting it becomes harder and if three of you go down you can more or less come to believe unless one of you is an amazing at the game you are going to start to struggle and this is what the whole seems like they're doing is making it a whole new chapter now this is brand new it seems amazing and it's got some really good potential i i personally can't wait for christmas now for this sole fact of this new new launch coming at the end of the year it's going to be amazing element of challenge to the game also, that Santa round by you in the shopping centre does give you a hand job. You like that as well, don't you? It's <laughs> another reason well, why I do that look forward to Christmas well. so much. And... <laughs> you ever wonder why he's in such a good mood around Christmas? Yeah, exactly. Um, what's the what's, what's the have... Nightwave? What's season two launch? What's that? That is Nightwave is. Well, Rev can probably. Run How many? Uh, than me. We've already had one Nightwave, I assume. Yes, that yeah. was. Uh, the wolf, the wolf of seven, six. Yes, that was a. Did you was forget what boy. it was called? That? No, I was thinking. I was <laughs> thinking, thinking, like you forgot. I was thinking one thing, and then yes, I was like, oh, that guy, yeah. that one. Yes, we've moved on to Nightwave now, and I have to like get rid of these thoughts of think new things, it's and it's hard. Okay, <laughs> thinking is hard. You've got a one-track brain. What was what was the great thing about season one? So, Nightwave is basically. You know how all your battle passes work in like BRs and all that? You have your experience and you get like rewards at certain tiers. It's you get every day you get a few like random tasks to do. Well I guess they're not random. Like everyone gets the same one every day. You you get like some experience. Tasks and it levels yeah. you up and each time you level up you get a reward for doing that. So and it might be the night the night that night wave season currency, which you can spend on a list of things. Um it might be gotcha. Free Warframe slots, or okay. usually you've got a spare. If they're usually something you want from it, is it normally yes. pretty? Almost decent? everything on there is going to be something that you want. Yeah. Okay. Whether Good. it's rare resources, uh, skins, uh, uh, stuff that adds to your general ability to play, like um, uh, what they call Orkin reactors and stuff, which allow mm. you to upgrade your equipment. You know, it's, stuff like that. Almost I can't help but draw comparisons to Destiny because I played a lot of that, mm. Destiny 2 yeah. especially. Yeah. And in that, you've got this thing called Iron Banner, which comes around. Yes. And um, it got to a point, maybe like in the third season of Iron Banner, where I'd done everything that I could do. There was nothing else to unlock in Iron Banner anymore. So yeah, there was right, no point yeah. in playing it. So with this season two element coming around, will there be new things that makes it worth you doing, or are they all the things yes. from season one? No, yes. it's a, it's a complete. Pretty much, there's thirty levels on the night wave. Uh, you only need to do sixty yep. percent of the quests out of the whole season to get to level thirty. I think that's like, it might be just sixty percent of the weekly stuff. You can, I think, you can ignore the daily and still get it as long as you do that. Yeah, and. The all thirty levels are completely new. There was some similar like last season. You'd have like oh level one, you get two hundred wolf credits. Season okay. two, you get 
Like, like you were saying about the battle pass, like you complete these things and you get these rewards. And a lot of this stuff will be new content based <laughs> on what the season is about, I'm guessing. Yeah. I mean, the first one was about the Wolf of Saturn 6, obviously, and he was a major character for uh, obviously throughout that, that Nightwave thing. And a lot of the, uh, the rewards you'd be getting would be based on his sort of lore and his story and stuff like that. So you get, for instance, a sigil with his like face on. There was a few of those. There was a few um, armor like bits and pieces. Are any you know. of you still using anything now from season one? Yes. I'm still yeah. using his armor. Like the yes. cosmetic. Yes. Sound armor as well. Yeah, it's a really nice armor set. That's that you cool. Got. That's really cool. Uh, there was it. some unique mods. There weren't game-breaking mods. A lot of them seemed to be kind of gimmicky. Like there was one yeah. that was a fairly weak gun, the Gracata, which is like a grenade assault rifle. And there was a mod that increased the fire rate by, it was something stupid like 300% or 400% fire rate. But yeah. it was once you clicked the trigger, all your bullets are gone. It didn't stop firing <laughs> until you st- until the magazine was empty. It's empty, and yeah. If, okay. you, if you get a if you get two kills while shooting like that, it instantly refills your gun. Yeah. <laughs> so it never stops yeah. firing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, as yeah. long as you're getting killed, you silly. can just yeah. MG spray down an entire horde of enemies. So this just adds a, a, some even more like diversification to what you can do on a weekly or, or oh, monthly yeah. basis. Exactly. Yeah, that's really good. The weekly stuff. Sorry. I think right. one of the great things that people liked about it. Sorry, I let you go first, bro. <laughs> I was gonna say the, the weekly Both stuff. Just, <laughs> it's fine. The weekly stuff just varies a lot. Like it can be literally like just fish ten rare fish in open world, or kill one of the like huge bosses with a group of uh, people from your clan or friends list. Like it varies fully. Like you, it tells you to do basically every type of uh, game mode that there is in the game, which is nice. Oh yeah. It can get a little bit repetitive sometimes, but it, it's not bad because you, you're working towards it anyway, and it's stuff if, that you'd probably be doing anyway. If you're still wearing the skin now, it was worth your time if you've missed exactly. it, wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. As well, if the, well, if yeah. the rewards are shit or you've already got the same skin yeah. and they're just offering that skin again, you'd be like, oh, fuck that. I mean, it's a farming game, so you have to expect some amount yeah. of farming. Of course. Yeah. Of course I, I think one of the great things about it, though, was it added another sort of like unique thing to the universe. Yeah. So Which the way is... they do the night waves is it's not. I'm not sure how Destiny's. I forgot what we call it. it was Iron Heart. Iron, Iron Banner. Banner. Iron, Iron Banner. Heart. That's a yeah. That's a Marvel character. <laughs> um, Iron Heart. Uh, and like, does that have story to it, or is it just like here's some challenges? There's a theme to it, but there's no real like. Addition um, to the world and the plot. In, in D one, it had story. In D two, yeah. it hasn't. Well, it's got lore, hasn't it? D two's got lore still. It's not. It's, it's not lore. as in depth, but it has lore. Well, it, lore is basically the storyline of what. Yeah, there is anything some in text is related to it. Yeah, some text hidden behind a tab on some weapons, maybe. Well, the way the way the night waves work is basically each week, and it was each week, wasn't it? No, it was like every two, three weeks. Every a two, three weeks would come out. Can't do, uh, bloody has <laughs> he died. I think he's gone. Okay. <laughs> okay. Please, 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 please stand by as we try and get him back. Every Skype call intro now you need is a Skype. Pretty much what no, I was you... trying to say was uh, every two or three weeks there'd be a new episode because there is a character they've introduced with the first season called Nora Knight and she runs the Nightwave, which is like a radio. Okay. Proper old sort of style is... radio. Oh. Oh. 
Oh. Is he still talking? Oh. Hello? He's back. Hello. I was still talking. I think my connection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I you, think you, did. You, you went every two or three and then just silence. I'll let Hat explain it because obviously he's coming through a bit more clearly. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. So every two or three weeks, Nora will bring a new episode of pretty much what's been going on in the world and it'll be sort of like a static image, but the ca- like everything's static, but the camera's kind of moving through the scene and exploring it as she talks about what's going on. So, of course, you had the start of one with the Wolf of Saturn 6, which was an image of hit, like, you sort of had, like, a wall breaking down and all these grenades and, like, pr- like uh, sort of futuristic prison outfits kind of all coming out, and the camera slowly pans out. And then there's the Wolf, which is this big guy in armour with a giant hammer, just on some, like, over some uh, bodies. And that sort of explained he was a big criminal, got locked away, and now he's broke out. And then each, every couple of weeks, there'd be a new episode about what he's doing. So he was, like, hunting down the warden of the prison, which was this big, corrupt sort of person that would just experiment on the prisoners. And sort of his sort of picking up leads, sort of he went to this planet and he found killed a bunch of people and he interrogated this guy and he found out this. And the next season, oh, he's found this, or he's made this deal. And eventually kind of made the story of he got his revenge and now he's out in the world and there's a rare chance of him spawning to attack you because through the event, you would just be playing through and much like the Stalker and probably the Kuvalich, you would invade your mission. Right. So you'd be playing along and suddenly like the little uh, dialogue, like sort of communication thing at the side will just pop up and it'll be his face and he'll howl at you and then him and some of his... Um, yeah, <laughs> he would a woo you, and then he would uh, him and some of his boys would appear in the mission, and you'd have to kill him. And he was hard to kill at high levels. He had a lot of health and was mm-hmm. immune to like a lot of status effects. So you could damage him with, let's say, like radiation or corrosion, but he wouldn't be affected by the status of, say, corrosion because corrosion, when you get the status proc on them, it reduces their armor. He was just completely immune to any of those procs. Okay. So you don't know what the season two thing is going to be, though? We do, because it it did launch at Tenocon, so we're currently in the first week of it, so we have had our first one. And it seems that Nora talks about how the infested was a big thing, but it's been kind of quiet lately, which it has pretty much since the sentience have came into the story and onto the scene. We've had less and less about the infested. There's not really been much built up on them. There might be a like event here and there where a chunk of infested has just crashed down and now they're spreading all over the place. Because the infest- infested are pretty much just zombies, this mindless mass that just wants to consume and grow. Sure. Like z- zombies or the Tyranids from 40k. I will say I liked like the uh I like the sort of uh the way the the story for the um The Wolf. Yeah, the story for the night waves was portrayed like mm-hmm. the old radio sort of broadcast thing. Yeah. It was kind of like some like nineteen eighties sort of like radio broadcast comic book strip thing. Yeah, you get little bits of information at a time and stuff like that. It was really interesting. It was a nice little, uh, nice nice little way of uh, presenting it. And so this one seems to be that Nora talks about how was it a corpus guy rev or just a normal? Was it just a normal colonist? It got the infested yeah. infestation. In so, what? In the first night, in this first episode I, of Nightwave. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I haven't yeah. logged into it, sadly. 
But uh, pretty much he got dumped on one of the moons, which is just like, it's kind of overrun with the infested. And he got dumped there and they found someone who, pretty much this young kid that was reported dead. He should have been dead, but he saved him and kind of stopped the infested. So there's this weird thing of there's some kid controlling the infested or repelling the infested and surviving yeah. on this infested world. And that seems to be this sort of story. Yeah. This night wave sounds quite interesting. Actually. Yeah, it's surrounded all around uh, around the infested. So the currency is looks all infested and yeah. a lot of the rewards are linked to sort of... You've got the, your arm, the armor skin might be yeah. a bit yeah, bubbly. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. Well, we're coming up to an hour, so we're gonna wrap this podcast up, this Tenacon Warframe special. But just as a sort of final takeaway, I suppose is it pretty much all positive, no oh, negatives? Yeah. yeah not bad, really. This is a, there's a lot to look forward to. We obviously didn't get a chance to discuss all of it, but this of course is not mm-hmm. one of the one of the biggest things for Warframe so far. It's their biggest work so far. And yeah. I think we're it's I think it's fair to say we're all fucking equally excited for it. So. Oh yeah, and I think people who haven't looked at anything to do with Warframe now would be the time to start playing or even yes. just looking at some gameplay of YouTubers for example, you know, some of them like I Flynn, he's an Irish YouTuber, he does all sorts of tours and he's amazing at the game and I think watching just some of them is what really kept me wanting to come back the whole time and yeah. just seeing all this new stuff that they're willing to bring in. It can in be games. quite a it, jump it, for people that are new to it because there's oh, so yeah. much now like compared to how much there was oh, for yeah. the start. So being a free game, you'll spend you can a spend nothing on this game and you will spend a lot of time, a lot more time yeah. and less money than you would have spent on if you bought the whole of and Destiny 2. Games. Don't get me wrong, I played a lot of Destiny 2 just like Dave has and we've played that a lot and I still come back to Warframe because I know in a couple of weeks' time something new will come out that I'll have never mm-hmm. seen or done before and it will take me a couple of days to a week or so yeah. to even get in depth what I'm doing. Like It is so good. There is just so much content and it's free. Like, oh, yeah, and it's free. How yeah. can you say that? All this- all this stuff coming through is you can farm for it, you can make, earn it yourself, and it's free. And if you super don't want to do any of that and you just want to buy it all, you can pay for it. And it gives you the options for everything. If you want to buy a few pieces, go ahead and buy some stuff. If you want to farm it all, go farm it all. And it's that's the break. For someone who doesn't want to spend money, like myself, I will farm it all. And it's amazing. And this and is what... Sorry, Jay, I'll let you continue. No, this is <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. you just kiss on, already? <laughs> will you two just kiss already? Edlan will have a little kiss. We'll sneak <laughs> off to one of the bedrooms. Oh, have we got bedrooms, Edlan? Uh, well, hey! No, you first. No, you. We spoke about this earlier. Oh, yeah, well, you know. Still waking up. But this yeah. is what this game is all about, and it is such. It just feels like there's a lot going on. There's a lot to do, yeah, and it's it's exactly. a really active game. And you, it's nice to see a game that's not kind of like dying or fading out. This is yeah. it's getting more and more, which is great. If you like fantastic content and you like free stuff. This is like the sandwich you will love. Check it out. All right. Yeah. Well, and there you go. Go on. That, my point I was going to make when saying talking about like you can buy your stuff or you can that. You can also technically make money, but not real yeah. money. Uh, you can. Trading, yeah, trading. Trading. Anything. So, if you say I want to buy this prime, but I don't have the money, I mean, you can just farm it. Or if the build-up to that being released, you've been doing opening relics, which give you prime parts. 
you can go on the Warframe market and kind of like an well, not like an auction house. You've got to kind of meet the person and trade them, but people will buy those parts for plat, the premium currency. So you can make a fortune, like in of the in-game premium currency, just by farming. Yeah, and it's not even just prime parts. Some oh, yeah. people will buy mods for like a really high mm-hmm. amount, or pretty much market. everything in the game can be earned with just a little bit of work. Exactly, it's literally just well, a bit of farming. Rev, didn't you make a fortune on the wolf because you got lucky and at yes. the start of Nightwave season one, he dropped loads of his uh, weapon parts for you, and you were like, "Yeah, I, I made a lot of money off of uh, the wolf and Riven mods." Mm-hmm. Do you and- see? So, yeah, there's nothing, even like cosmetics, which are like yeah. sort of prick premium skins where you've got to pay plat, you can just farm that plat easily and buy them that way. So you don't need to spend a penny at all. Yeah, the only thing that's like you have to pay money for is the prime access stuff, which is mm-hmm. like like very, very specific accessories only. Yeah. Or nice. the Tenogen thing, which is like right. through Steam. But they've had to do some stuff to generate income, haven't they, somehow? Yeah. 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 But like, that's what I'm saying. Like, the Tenacon, it doesn't make you buy Like Destiny makes you buy the Season Pass. makes you buy this to play the new content. You don't have to buy the Tenacon stuff. No. You can ignore yeah. it and still play and still get to the point other than having them... Tenno is like a fast track, so to speak. It gives you the stuff earlier on, but you pay real life money. I would say the, the strongest way to say it is... It makes you want to buy these things and support the game because you enjoy exactly. playing it. That's a good reason. Yeah. Yeah. I like paying for things that are good and they're fun. You know, it's fine. Um, there's definitely a mom joke in there, but I'm not going there. <laughs> right. So, I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you very much, guys, for coming out and giving us all your Warframe knowledge. I hope you know, been here. It was, yeah. it was very good. And uh, if anyone from Alt Gaming Community sees you guys in the discord and they think you know what i'd like to try some warframe just like send you a message or something oh, or yeah. jump just, in the chat just and jump in the yeah. voice i'm, I'm you always welcome walk them through it that's cool mm-hmm. um Thank so yeah hosting us, Dave. oh yeah no you're fine it's all good so um mm-hmm. date for your diaries october the 4th that's the next alt lan before that, we're going to Insomnia at the end of August, Bank Holiday weekend. So if anyone's going to Insomnia that doesn't already know about it, you can come and like link up with us. We've got a seat plan, alt land thing. You can join us there or whatever. Or if you just hear this podcast and you want to meet us at the bar and buy me a Jaeger bomb, that's fine. You can do that. Um, yeah, so keep those dates in your diary. And otherwise, we'll be around for another podcast in a few weeks soon. I'm not sure when. Um, so yeah, thanks a lot for listening. And uh, yeah, goodbye, everybody. Say goodbye. Bye. 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 That was pretty. <laughs> <laughs> no, you.